2001 was one of the best years in music. Britney was a slave for us, Janet was giving it all for us, and Destiny's Child were survivors while Mariah Carey was throwing glitter everywhere. But it was Usher who held it down for the men this year, delivering one of his most timeless albums in his discography. After multiple delays due to the changing world of the music industry, 8701 finally came into our lives in August 2001 and brought along with it some timeless tunes. Songs like You Remind Me, You Got It Bad, and You Don't Have to Call have been cemented as R&B classics. And in today's episode of Planet 2000s, we dive deep into the history and the story of 8701. Hey everybody, my name is Michael Kadosh and I'm here to welcome you all to Planet 2000s, a place where we celebrate pop music's most iconic moments from the most iconic decade in pop music history. Let's dive in. Hey you guys, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Planet 2000s podcast. This is your host, Michael Kadosh, and this week we are going to be bringing you a deep dive into the history and story of Usher's 8701 album. So 8701 is the third studio album by R&B King Usher. It was released to stores on August 7th, 2001, and it actually recently celebrated its 20th anniversary. So congratulations, Usher, on 20 amazing years of this great album. It was released on Arista Records, and many different producers and collaborators worked with Usher on the record, including The Neptunes, Babyface, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, Jermaine Dupri, Brian Michael Cox, and Kevin Shakespeare Briggs, amongst many others. So it was pretty much all the R&B heavy hitters of the time. Usher had just come up an immense success with his album My Way a couple years prior, and that was kind of his big breakthrough record. So now when he was coming back for this album, he wanted everything to be bigger and better. And so he really got the best of the best to work on this album. And a few of them he was working with for the first time, including Brian Michael Cox. It was originally supposed to be released on October 31st, 2000, under the title All About You. However, when multiple tracks leaked in March of 2000 on the music file sharing site Napster, and if y'all remember Napster, like I do, I was very young, but trust me, I remember Napster and all the ruckus that it caused in the music industry. You'll know that this was happening to a lot of artists at the time. You know, their music was leaking away before it was ready to be put out. And many artists actually went in and re-recorded their material, such as Usher, Madonna, Monica, and many other artists. When this happened to Usher, he was like, all right, let me just revamp the album and record some new songs. And so he pushed it back to a summer 2001 release, saying, I didn't want that to be the way that my record was remembered or the way that I would present that to my fans. It turned out a lot better, while adding that tracks that were available for download on the site were not going to be included on the new album. He pretty much had a theme that was going for the album originally called All About You, and he actually talked about that recently. That's why so many songs on the album kind of have the you in them, because that was what they were going for before the whole Napster situation happened. I was starting to feel a little bit more confident. You know, JD really did help me gain my confidence in terms of what I felt like I could offer as an artist from my way. So much so that I was like, you know what, man, let's let's make an album called All About You. And we had this idea initially. Matter of fact, every album that we ever do, we'll have kind of like a working title. And then there's the title that we finally we finalize it with. And All About You was the beginning of it. So we did all of these series of songs starting with you. And we would the campaign was to line all the you's up. You know what I mean? So that's why (laughs) if you look at the album, you'll see a ton of songs that start with you. That's really where that the basis of that came from. So we started <laughs> off with it all about you. And um, then it became 87. When it was really for Lana Williams and myself trying to find a really cool concept that we felt with, because I felt like all the, all the things were lining up in terms of, you know, one, my getting older and, and, and being able to sing more mature songs and you be able to, you know, understand my life as opposed to just listening to me 
you know, as an artist or watching me dance. A lot of people were critical to say, man, yeah, he dances, but can he sing? This was an opportunity for me to flex. The name of the album, 8701, comes from the year that Usher first began singing in 1987, as well as the album's release date, August 7th. 2001. Usher was inspired by many different artists while he was crafting the sound for this album, including Donny Hathaway, Stevie Wonder, Michael Jackson, Marvin Gaye, you name it. And up to that point, after having the huge success with My Way, and it had sold 7 million copies worldwide, he wanted to take it to the next level with this album, and he did that. Themes on the album included love, heartache, as well as sexual themes and general issues that one would deal with in a relationship. Usher actually said in an interview with MTV that lyrically, 871 represents his soul. He continued the conversation by saying that he was inspired by love and heartache, in quotations. I listened to a lot of Donny Hathaway's, Stevie Wonder's, Marvin Gaye's, and Michael Jackson's earlier records, those Motown greats. There's a little bit of that in in the album. I really appreciate what music was back then, as well as in the early 90s when you had artists like Troop and Jodeci and Michael Jackson was in his prime. So Usher was really trying to kind of bring some of that old soul back into his music. And I was so adamant with L.A. Reid. I, like, I told him, no, nah, man, there's no way possible that I'm going to work on my next album and Jimmy Jimmy Tillis are not a part of it because they've been such a staple in who I am as, a, as an artist, period. Like, I was motivated by what they created. No different than you and Babyface. And he was like, okay, let's go for it. And, and I reached out to Terry because Terry had given up on music, man. He was just like, I don't really want to do this. You know what I mean? I, I enjoy it, but I'm not motivated to do it anymore. And I was like, man, just hang in there with me. I, I, I really, I, I believe in this. And I, you know, y'all are everything to me. The, the nuance and the and the, the classic nature and the sophistication of your R&B needs to be a part of this album. The singles rollout for the album started off a little rocky. As I said earlier, the album was intended to be released at the end of 2000, so originally, Arista Records chose the track Pop Your Collar to be the first single. However, after the leaks occurred, Arista ceased promotion of the single in favor of Usher re-recording the bulk of the album, so after that mess was cleaned up, You Remind Me was released as the official first single from the album, and then other singles on the album included You Got It Bad, You Don't Have to Call, You Turn, and Can You Help Me. I just wanted to take a moment to let you guys know where you can find me on social media. I am on Instagram at Planet2000, or you can hit me up on my personal page at Michael Kadosh, C-A-D-O-C-H. If you guys want to talk about some good old pop music or just reminisce about some good times, then make sure to hit me up there. I'm also on Twitter or Facebook at Michael Kadosh. Back to the pod. The first single that was released from the album was You Remind Me, the first official single, I should say. And it was released on May 22nd, 2001, which also happens to be my mother's birthday. So happy birthday, mom, because you got Usher releasing one of his best songs on your birthday. The song was written by Anita McLeod and Edmund Clement and was produced by Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, who are most well known for their work with Queen of Pop, Janet Jackson, who actually, side note, just released the teaser to her new documentary coming out in January of 2022. I cannot wait if you guys haven't seen it head over to Janet Jackson's Instagram page, at Janet Jackson, watch the teaser. It looks so good. It's going to be on Lifetime at A&E, January. And fun fact, Usher actually opened for Janet in 1998 for the Velvet Rope tour. So there's some connection there. We just had to take a moment to love on Janet. But back to the Usher episode. He worked with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, of course, who worked with Janet for the majority of her career. The song You Remind Me is a mid-tempo R&B track about a man who meets a woman who reminds him exactly of his ex-girlfriend who broke his heart. And the song has a lot of cheeky interpolations and examples of things that she reminds him of. And it's, you know, very cleverly written. The vocals are great. Just the runs and the ad-libs are so early 2000s. So it's just a very nostalgic track to listen to. It was well-received by audiences and critics alike, 
especially at the time. You know, James Paletti of Yahoo Music stated that it was the best track on 8701, dubbing it the 2001 version of Craig David's Fill Me In, which had been released the year prior. Side note, next episode just may be Craig David. And uh, Stephen Thomas, Earlwine of All Music, stated that it was a highlight from the album. Naturally, since it was so well received, they obviously did a great video for it, and it was directed by Dave Myers, and it stars Chili from TLC, who was his real-life girlfriend at the time. It was really a gift from, from for real. Like to to be able to give me that record because I would have never thought that it was a that that matter of fact I'll just go ahead and say this I'm always the one who runs away from my hit and they'll tell you this I'm like nah, I don't know if I really want to cut that I don't know if it actually speaks to it. it's authentically who I am and then I'll cut it and I'm be like I love it y'all y'all was right I was kind of fighting it to steal like wait a minute I really do think that you got it bad it's my first single he's like nah there's this kid butter out of New Jersey that Mark Pitts brought in. And of course I knew Mark from working with Puff, but I hadn't seen him for years. So Mark brought this record, um, you remind me. And I was like, yo, I don't really, I don't mess with this record. I don't, I don't, I don't want to do it. <laughs> so I, I had Terry listen to it and Terry was like, yo man, you should cut the record. And I was like, well, I'm not going to cut it unless you cut it with me. You know what I'm saying? So he came and he cut the vocal and it became what it was in history. But You Got It Bad mm-hmm. still ranked as, you know, one of the most successful records of the album. And, you know, I, I, I was like, L.A., I'm banking on this. I'm telling you, this is the record that's going to be the one that really opens it up. And, I mean, outside of what You Make Me Wanna was and Nice and Slow and all of those other songs were, this was another moment that pivoted. Like, that was a huge pivot for us uh, as, a, as a production and, and vocal and artist team. Hey, this is Chili. How y'all doing? We are on the set of Usher's video, You Remind Me. And uh, can I ask you a question? You know, like, why did you choose me to be in your video? Well, I mean, isn't it obvious? I feel like the most beautiful woman walking. And I would have a chance to make a, a scene. You know, the record labels love a selling point, darling, and Chili was the darling from TLC. So, you know, it was, one could argue, was it a calculated thing? Did they do it, you know, for record sales? But, you know, I do believe they were very much in love because the fallout was so crazy. One of the iconic early 2000s couples is definitely Usher and Chili of TLC, if you ask me. The song You Remind Me was very successful on the charts, topping the Billboard Hot 100 in the USA for four consecutive weeks in July 2001. And the song also reached number three in Belgium, Canada, France, Netherlands and the UK. It reached number four in Australia and number six on the US pop radio mainstream top 40 chart. So it was a big success for Usher. Usher took home some awards for the song as well, winning his first ever Grammy Award for the category of Best Male R&B Vocal Performance in 2002 for this song, beating out his fellow R&B contemporaries Case, Maxwell, Brian McKnight, and Music Soul Child. Released as the second single from the album on August 21st, 2001, You Got It Bad is definitely one of Usher's signature hits. It was both written and produced by Jermaine Dupri and Brian Michael Cox. It is an R&B ballad with a booming bass line and sexy funky vibe to it as well. The lyrics of the song notably share lyrics with Fortunate by Maxwell. You know, the fortunate to have you, girl. It kind of has that same lyric and same melody. They're kind of like brother songs. And according to Jermaine Dupree, he said that the lyrics were actually inspired by a true story. I'll let you guys listen to it from his mouth yourselves. I saw Usher 
doing everything that happens in that song. Like that song um, was not like, it wasn't like I was sitting there just like making up stuff. It, it was actually a fast song to write because Usher was, actually Usher was in the studio recording and this girl kept calling his phone while he was in the vocal booth, right? And it got to the point where it was just like, he was trying to talk to her, he was trying to work. And we made Usher leave. He left the studio. Yep. Yep. He left the studio. When he left the studio and he called back to the studio to see what was going on, I said, I got it. When he got back to the studio, he heard the song. And that's what I'm saying. The whole His, his whole activity inside that, like, um, the line where it say when you talk when you hang up the phone and you call right back, that's real. Right. Like that's what was happening. I was seeing this. Like they was hanging up on each other and then the phone will ring again. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, what's going on? Like you know, everybody has their own like yes. life. But you know, sometimes people just like, you know, you in the studio or somebody, you trying to not pay attention to their they real life. I was not trying to pay attention to his real life, but I mean it's hard when it's like we're looking in this this glass, trying to you know talk about vocals, and you supposed to be singing, and all of this activity is happening. He and Usher were in the studio trying to record some music for the album, and Usher was continuously distracted by this girl that he had brought into the studio, and they had an argument. The girl left. A while later, they're calling each other on the phone, back and forth, back and forth, and Jermaine's just like, "Yo, you got it bad." And as cheesy as that sounds, that's really how the song came about. Everything that was sung about in the song was what Usher was going through, and that was pretty much how they wanted to have his album, and they wanted to have his image. They wanted it to be a direct relation to his life, and that's what music should be at the end of the day. He came to the studio, and he. And and it was something because we always are listening to where where the conversation in the world is too, right? And we were still mm -hmm. on this yeah. kick of you, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, yo, you got. He was like, man, you down. Somebody was saying down bad, or either like, and Skeeter kept saying, man, you got it bad or something. And we was like, hey, man, that that might be it right there. <laughs> the music video for the song was directed by Canadian music video director Little X and co-starred once again Girlfriend Chili from TLC in a continuation of the love story depicted in the You Remind Me video. They themselves were in a hot and heavy romance, so you know, just go back to my Usher Confessions episode if you want to hear more about that. It was definitely shown in the video. And, and uh, who are we dating these days? Who's uh, the girlfriend? Rosanda Chili Thomas of TLC. Yeah. No kidding, TLC. Last time you posted with me, Chili called you on the cell phone. Right. Do you remember that? Remember. In the middle of the show, the cell phone starts ringing. It's Chili, like, what are you doing? Well, we keep up with Co-hosting. I gotta go. She's watching right now. <laughs> How'd you meet Chili? How'd I meet? Well, you know what? Uh, oddly, we, we were always around each other. Um, I, I was signed to LaFace Records in Atlanta, Georgia. And we'd always pass, you know, pass each other. Since you were kids, right? Yeah. And yeah. I'd always admired her as a child. Um, um, every time. We would go on a vacation or something like that when uh, LaFace Records would take us on a vacation. We'd always end up together dancing or something. Uh, we got into a spitball fight in, uh, <laughs> in, in the Bahamas. Real so kid we, stuff. Yeah, really, really fun stuff. Yeah. And I never imagined that someone so close to me could mean so much. Well, so then what, uh, what's the turning point here, Russia? Well, I mean... Now, now suddenly she's grown up and you took a second Well, look. suddenly I grew up and she you took a second look. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, is it seem a little strange? It's kind of odd, yeah, because every time, every time she'd see me, she'd come up to me, oh, you're so cute, oh, I said, where's your mother? I'm like, my mother? 
Well, I'm, I'm a grown guy now. I'm, yeah. a, I'm getting older. Time and, uh, to take you seriously. Yeah, take well, me seriously. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, so she's your girlfriend. Yes, yeah, she is. You're doing good, Usher. The video for You Got It Bad was nominated for Best Male Video and Best R&B Video at the 2002 MTV Video Music Awards, but lost to Eminem and Mary J. Blige, respectively. Originally, the track I Don't Know was intended to be released as the second single from the album, with P. Diddy intending to direct its music video, and the song was even getting radio play before You Remind Me was even released. But Usher decided to shift the release to You Got It Bad at the last minute as, you know, he thought it would present its own unique sound. He also just really wanted You Got It Bad to be the first single, if we're gonna be, you know, totally honest, you know, he went on to say that in later years. He knew that You Got It Bad was gonna be the biggest hit of his career at that point. This paid off because the song became even more successful than You Remind Me, topping the US Billboard Hot 100 for six weeks, marking the first time that Usher would score back-to-back -back number one singles. He also reached a whopping 153 million audience radio impressions for the first week of December 2001, on the US Hot 100 radio airplay charts, where it was peaking at number one at the time. The song also reached the top 10 in New Zealand, Australia, Belgium, and the UK. Released as the third single from the album on January 18, 2002, and produced by the Neptunes, Pharrell Williams and Chad Hugo, You Don't Have to Call, another Usher classic. The song speaks about a young man going for a night out on the town with his boys, while letting his girl know not to check on him as he is going out tonight and partying. The song is an infamous getting ready to go out song. The music video depicts this perfectly showing Usher and his boxers getting ready for a night out before eventually breaking out into choreographed dancing in the middle of the club, just how every 2000s R&B video was <laughs> in that time. The song was very successful on the charts, reaching number three in the USA and number four in the UK. And the song also won Usher his second consecutive Grammy Award for Best Male R&B Vocal Performance in 2003 for this song, beating out music Soulchild, Joe, Remy Sand, and R. Kelly. So at this point, with this album, Usher has won two Grammys, he has two more number one singles, another top 10 single, another 8 million albums sold, so he really is on top of the world right now. At this point, they didn't know if they wanted to continue promotion of the album, or if they wanted to kind of transition, so what they decided to do was get him on some feature. They released I Need a Girl Part 1, P. Diddy featuring Usher and Loon, to American markets, and then they released U-Turn and Can You Help Me to worldwide markets at that time, deciding to continue on with the promotion of 8701 in those markets, and focus on a transition into the next era for the American American market. So starting with U-Turn, it was released as the fourth single from the album, only in international territories, on April 8th, 2002. A Jermaine Dupri production, and it is a dance track, different from You Got It Bad and I Need a Girl Part 1, which were the previous Usher singles in the worldwide territories. U-Turn, however, was very fun for them to make, and Jermaine Dupri even went on to say that he was dancing in the studio when they were making that track. The song reached number 7 in Australia and number 16 in the UK, and finally the fifth single, Can You Help Me, reached number 57 on the US R&B charts and number 30 on the rhythmic USA Radio Songs chart, so it got a very limited release, but you know, a few radio stations did play it, and of course, it helped with the promotion of the album. So I just wanted to take a minute to let you know about this amazing small business that I have been working with recently. They go by Jaden Collections, and it's all kinds of fun little accessories. You got jewelry, graphic tees, stickers for your laptop. You can get some new trendy masks because we all know how the COVID's been going. And just fun little trinkets for everyday life. Go to jadencollections.com. Jaden is spelled J-A-Y-D-E-N. And just for you guys, if you enter the code PLANET2000s on their website, you can get 20% off anything. So if you want to get some fun little earrings, some bracelets, some graphic tees, just enter the Planet 2000's code, and you can get 20% off at Jaden Collections. For a small town biz mama doing her thing, and they are blowing up, please go and support you guys. Thank you guys for listening to Planet 2000's. Back to the podcast.
The album received generally positive reviews from critics. J.D. Konasine of Blender magazine commented that the album does what it's supposed to do, giving Usher a grown-up R&B sound without reducing his boyish charm. And Catherine McGuire of Rolling Stone magazine described Usher's vocals as velvety and further wrote, amid all the playboy pouting and peening, Usher's vocals are impressively adaptable. So aside from his two Grammy awards, Usher also received a BET award for Best R&B Artist, as well as a 2002 Soul Train Music Award for Best Male Soul R&B Album. You Got a Bad also reached number 15 on the Billboard Hot 100 Top Songs of the 2000s Decade chart. The album itself was very commercially successful. It debuted at number 4 on the US Billboard 200 chart with 210,000 copies sold in its first week, exceeding his preceding album, My Way, which debuted at number 15 with 66,000 copies sold in the first week back in 1997. As of today, the album has sold 4.7 million copies in the USA and is certified four times platinum in that country. The album has also topped both the Canadian and the UK albums chart. It is certified two times platinum in both the UK and Australia, and as well as platinum certifications in Denmark, New Zealand, and South Africa. It is also certified gold in France, Japan, and Switzerland. It has sold 8 million copies worldwide, outselling his previous album, My Way, which was his goal all along. So congratulations, Usher. Congratulations on continuing the momentum. And you guys, if you guys are going to Vegas anytime soon, Usher has a residency right now at Caesars Palace and I would love to check it out. You know, I've seen him live twice and he is an amazing performer, an amazing vocalist and he's more than likely my favorite male vocalist of all time and performer just in general since I was a child up until today at 26 years old. He's just so incredibly talented. Take the day now, you guys, to just go back on the 8701 album. You know, you remind me of a girl. Just have a party. Enjoy. I cannot wait to see you guys next time on the Planet 2000s podcast where I will be doing a fun little double feature. I'll be doing two episodes in the next round. A little British R&B pop invasion of the early 2000s. Craig David, Natasha Bedingfield. So stay tuned, you guys. And everybody have an amazing day. Bye.